Hello, I'm Dan Aykroyd, and welcome to this fine motion picture emporium. It's nice to know you're here tonight, rather than at home shoving cheap little plastic cartridges into cheap imported video systems that keep you and your family hostage in your own home or apartment. Now, let's face it, big screen entertainment is what it's all about. We've enjoyed it for years. Movies are great. There's nothing like a good movie, or even a bad one for that matter. One podcast, two assholes, and infinite possibilities. Strap in, for you're about to experience the brilliant awesomeness that is a couple of Average Joe's movie review show. You're welcome. Go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Joe Spiegel, and sitting across from me is... Mike Sutherland. How you doing? Good. How are you? All right. It's another week. It's another podcast. This week, we will be talking about the the holiday festive Bad Santa 2 and all of its glory, or lack thereof. Festive holiday shrimp. More, more like glory holish. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, we'll talk about Bad Santa 2, all that and more on A Couple of Average Joes. Take it away. John. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't. 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 All right, let's do it. All right, so of course Mike and I went and saw Bad Santa 2 because hey, you know, it's been 13 years. The first one was awesome. Another movie. Another week. It's got Billy Bob Thornton, you know, in the trailers. He's, you know, he's giving a little backdoor action to Christina Hendricks, who's hot, and they're like, "Hey, you don't think she's hot? No, I don't understand where you're coming up with. Anyway. Talking about the appeal of seeing Bad Santa 2. It's the appeal. He's giving a little backdoor reaction to Christina Hendricks. <laughs> anyway, actually, though, it, that didn't look that great in the trailer, to be honest, because in the trailer, it looks sad. And in, in point, it was sad like this entire fucking movie is. But the movie, I mean, look, because the first one's so good... You always there's always that part of you that wants a sequel because you know hey let's, let's let's go back into this world you know and these characters regardless of how unsavory they might be let's go back to them and there was something there was a a slight redeemable quality about Billy Bob Thornton's character um, in the first movie and it was because of of the Brett Kelly character you know Thurman Merman um, his character was able to. Uh, for lack of a better word, arouse the good side of the the Grinch, which is pretty much that that's what Billy Bob Thornton is. He's like an extreme version, live action version of the Grinch. Sure, I agree with that. And uh, <laughs> and that was and w- once they introduced that character in the movie uh, of Thurman Merman, it was you could there was like I said there was a redeemable quality because of it, and you actually started to root for Billy Bob Thornton's character to you know start to do something better with his life, you know, to, to try to improve something, but still be an asshole and, you know, do all that other bad shit too at the same time. Cause it's entertaining, right? Cause it's not like, you know, him in real life. So in a movie, you can root for people like that because it's not like it's really going to affect you outside of the movie theater. Anyway, uh, that movie, that first movie had so much humor to it. Every, like more things worked than didn't work. It, the, that movie was so goddamn funny and it was raunchy, but it was that good kind of raunchy. It was the, it was the, I don't know, American Pie type raunchy or, well, that's more playful, but still, this movie was funny. And that one, it, it made you want to, it made you want to root for 
that type of character, like the anti-hero kind of thing, right? Or is it is anti-hero a good word? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because you, you're rooting for him, even though he's a piece of shit, right? Because you want him to turn it better. Now, this movie comes along, okay? This movie took 13 years to come out since the last one, all right? It has a different director, a guy named Mark Waters, instead of Terry Zweigoff, who did the first one. Terry Zweigoff um, did a lot of movies uh, that were memorable. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but... Before he quit directing, um, about I think he quit directing a few years ago. I think, God, almost a decade ago. Um, otherwise, I think he would have come back to direct this movie. But he did some really you know, noteworthy films. And this guy, Mark Waters, he's done some movies as well. But I've noticed when I looked at his filmography that he has done a lot of uh, teenage-oriented films. Uh, he did like Mean Girls, Vampire Academy, um, and other films similar to that. Which... You know, everybody saw Mean Girls, but nobody saw Vampire Academy. Exactly. And he does, so he does teenage angst comedies. Okay. So to have him go from that to having him do a Bad Santa sequel, um, I, I look, direction-wise, I don't know if I could blame the guy for the way this movie turned out. Because, I mean, it's filmed. He filmed it. Okay? The editing's fine, all that shit. But the story and the quality and, and the writing, thats I think that's what... That is the worst part about this movie is it feel it felt like there was no effort put into writing it, and they've been trying to uh, they've been trying to make this since like I think two thousand nine, yeah something like that or something like that, and then they kept you know d- delaying it for whatever reasons. And how hard is it? I mean, you had a fir- the first movie they it, wanted it out in two thousand eleven, yeah two thousand nine. Yeah, it was successful, right? The first movie successful. It made money, super successful. Okay, so. Why, why why is it so difficult to put effort into another script? Especially if you've been planning on making a sequel for this long. What is so difficult about that? Put the effort into the goddamn script and get it done right. You know, look at they threw $26 million at this movie, which I don't see where that $26 million went, really, you know. But whatever. I, I think it just went into paying, I don't know, <laughs> Kathy Bates and, and, and Billy Bob Thornton's salaries. Yeah, who, who the fuck... Is Rosen three people wrote this? Rosenthal, a guy named Rosenthal, uh-huh. a guy named Ellen, and a person named Shauna Cross. Uh, she she skated for the Los Angeles Derby Dolls under the pseudonym Maggie Mayhem, and subsequently wrote the 2007 novel Derby Girl. Yeah, that became Whippet. Whippet wasn't a bad movie, but she didn't she didn't direct that. She just wrote it. She was named one of Variety's ten screenwriters to watch in 2008. Oh, so, like Sofia Coppola when she made um, that movie with uh, with Bill Murray. That I can't Lost in Translation? Yeah. But Sofia Coppola does a lot of other things. I know. But she's a good writer. She doesn't write garbage. Uh, what else has she written? If I Stay? What to Expect when You're Expecting? She did an adaptation of that. Into a multi-narrative romantic comedy and is writing a screenplay called Live New Girls about the unionization of the Lusty Lady Strip in San Francisco. And Bad Santa too. Great. <laughs> See what I mean? I why would they bring her on board to write Bad Santa Two? Does that make sense to you? No, no, it doesn't. Did she do Punch Up? I don't know. And I'll tell you what, I I, I can guarantee you she wasn't brought in to make it more female friendly because this movie is completely derogatory towards women. I mean, the only empowered woman that I can see in this movie was Kathy Bates's character, and she was a piece of shit. All right, so. I just want to see... See what? He's got two writers. He's got two credits. Bad Santa 2 and The Convention, which was a short. Is that it? Looks like it. He's seven feet, two and a half inches tall. That's a big bitch. <laughs> That's a big bitch. 
All right. So, the two people that wrote this film, you said three wrote it. Three wrote it. Apparently, there's a movie called Area 52, which is in development. Oh, I wonder what oh, that's about. Oh, well, here we go. Red 3, by which is being filmed by Marco Morano. Romano. That's what I said. You said Morano. No, I said Romano. Fucking death mute. Um, hold on a second. I don't need news for Johnny Rosenthal. I want his IMDb shit. Yep, that's it. Bad Santa, The Three Tenors, The Convention, and Area 52. So he has four projects, but two of them he's only gotten credit for. Okay, so this is a Miramax-produced film. So you've got, who are the big guys at Miramax? I'm brain farting. The Weinsteins. Weinsteins, thank you. Okay. Got the Weinsteins, who usually know what the fuck they're doing. Usually. They allow they allow this film to be scripted oh, by Doug Allen to Doug Allen wrote, rewrote the script. Okay. Sorry about that. That's right. So the Weinsteins allow a successful quote unquote franchise, even though it was one film, but it's still successful because Bad Santa, I assume, plays perennially on like HBO or whatever, right? You know, during holidays. Uh-huh. So the movie made money and it continues to make money. It's a good reference point when you talk about Billy Bob Thornton's career, okay? A lot of people remember Bad Santa. Okay. So, if you're going to make a sequel after all this time, why not put the effort in to have it done right? Okay? Does that I, I don't understand that. That makes no sense to me. They spent 26 fucking million dollars on this movie. Where did it go? Cuz it sure as fuck didn't go towards writing. I dude, I don't know. I mean, look. <sighs> The first one was so good. Yeah. You know, simple premise. These two Santas, they're they're pieces of shit, but they're also fucking, they're robbers. Yeah. They're thieves. Yeah. And one of them, and I still don't get this shit, but okay. What? Billy Bob Thornton as the ladies, man. Yeah. Come on. You know what? That bugged me too. I, I I forgot to put that in my review is that how is it he's able to keep banging these chicks? Does he like and somehow appeal to their their dirty yearning side or something? Probably, or like the daddy complex. But I, look, I I picture a guy who constantly smells like liquor and an ashtray and who talks like a piece of shit. How is that appealing to a woman at all? I don't know. Maybe because it's keeping it real. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean, the first one it was funny because you know here he comes as this foul mouth dirtbag, right? Yeah. Fine, I'm good with that. And Billy Bob Thornton's a great character. He was great in fucking uh, Fargo. Yeah. You know, and other things. And then, and then you have the kid that played Thurman Merman. You know, uh, I just looked Brett up Kelly. his name, Brett Kelly. And uh, the kid was great in, in the first movie. Yeah. yeah. Actually, he was great in the second movie too because he just plays this awkward witless. Yeah. Knob. Yeah. You know what I I, I realized? And I was fine with that. He was like a a different version of Will Ferrell's elf. Yeah, I, and I was fine with that. Uh-huh. You know, I was fine with the fact that they didn't change his character to where he was. You know, like some buff dude or you know, <laughs> yeah. some buff uh, fucking sunglass wearing, yeah, tanned out. You know, success. Well, it's Kelly's favorite character, and he actually gained forty pounds. Just to come back for this role, and and but I like that character because yeah. again he's ten years older or thirteen years 13, older, yeah. and you know he's still this. He knows nothing. Innocent. He's naive. Yeah, he's and which naive. is great. Not that I. So everything about that character I was okay with. You know what though? Here's the one thing that kind of bugged me though about him. 
was if he keep if he's been hanging around fucking Billy Bob those that whole thirteen years. But he but obviously he wasn't. But he still knew him, and they he yeah, still, and they still lived in the same city, so he's still right. constantly coming around him. Um, how did that, that none of that rub off on him at all? That's what makes the character so good. He's is that, like true to himself the whole time. Yeah, exactly. All right, he doesn't. You know, he thinks that he can save Billy Bob's character. Yeah. Right. So, and then at the start of the movie, he wants to hang himself. The start of the movie was fine. Oh, I, here, except for the fucking kids. Let me in let the me, goddamn theater. Let me get to this. Let me get to this real quick about that. This is what bugged me about them. Okay, if you remember at the beginning of the first big Bad Santa, the, where he's drunk at the bar and he tells him "fuck you" and he walks out, right? Right. And then it shows him leaning up against the wall and he barfs. Right. And then it says "Bad Santa" in red red coloring, right? Right. That was a great intro to the movie, right? Great title. Well, this movie does the same exact thing when he leans against the wall and everything, uh-huh. but it shows the Bad Santa title before that, where he's driving the car and he wrecks it, you know, the valet thing. Right. And then it says, Bad Santa 2, like it's Hot Tub Time Machine or something, right? Right. And then and then it does that scene, it has him, and it does a, a mimicking moment where it has him do the same exact thing. Why didn't it just do Bad Santa Part 2 right there? I don't know. See, and that, that that's one of my, my fucking peas about this Be- movie. Because it has to it has to let us know that he still lives in Phoenix. Yeah. Or Arizona, at least. Yeah. And that he's no longer a Santa, he's a valet. Yeah. For me, the funniest part in the entire film was when he stuck his head in the oven and he comes to the realization while he's, his head is in there that it's an electric oven instead of a gas one. Right. And that I, I, I that made me laugh my fucking ass off. It was great. I, I loved it. Yeah. So I'm like, I kept waiting for him to burn his ear. Shouldn't have bought a gas, but shouldn't have bought an electric oven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to burn his hair. Yeah. So, and that's... A, but that's where you get Thurman coming in, yeah. You know, trying to save him, and then Billy Bob's trying to do the exact opposite, which yeah. is turn him into a deviant fucking you know turd like he is. Yeah. And and the kid won't change. Yeah. He stays his course, and of course, you know, he gets a package from mom, or he gets a package from Tony Cox's character. Yeah. And you're just waiting for the shoe to drop on that whole thing. Yeah. You know, oh well, we're just gonna see again him, you know, turn on on Billy Bob's character and then, you know, go to Chicago and, and yeah. become a Santa. Yeah. Look, there 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 is a blessing in this movie. One of the blessings is the fact that Lauren Graham signed on with Netflix to do uh, a return to the Gilmore Gil- Girls character right. that she played. That's why she couldn't come back to this. So good for her because she probably saved herself from this shitty movie. Right. All right. And Brett Kelly, of course, was good for this movie. Uh-huh. That, that, you know, like the, the, the only like truly endearing part in this entire film, because the first one had a few. Right. This one, the only time was when he was singing at, at the play thing. Right. And then Billy Bob's watching him and you can actually see that Billy Bob truly actually does care about him. Right. And that was fine because they didn't have to overdo it throughout the whole movie. But the only problem is, is that the whole movie is, is like a, just a shittier copy, a shitty sequel copy of, of the first movie. Yeah. Even then, I mean, I don't think it's, a shitty copy of the first movie, it's just shitty. <laughs> yes. It's not just a, it's shitty. It's not just shitty, it's, it's shitty. Um, it's, yeah, it, it. they even do the whole security guard thing. Yeah. Which, that guy who played the security guard. Annoying. Was, he was yeah. annoying. So, I was thinking about this. So, you have two guys that take over the Ritter and Bernie Mac thing. Yeah. All right, if you're going to have two guys take over the Ritter and Bernie Mac thing, yeah. wouldn't you want to reverse the roles first and foremost? So you have, let's just throw some names out there. All right. Kevin Hart, fucking, I don't know, uh, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, help. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. (laughs) 
fucking oh uh uh you want me to come up with all the blackters? No, no, no. Tuvok, the guy that plays Tuvok. Oh, uh, uh it's there. Yeah. It's there. I, I just I'm brain farting. Yes, I know who you're talking about. LeVar Burton. Out of all the black actors in the world, you come up with LeVar Burton? Yeah. Because because he could be the John Ritter. You you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you 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 swap the roles and then instead of having Bernie you so you have instead of having John Ritter as the 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 head Yeah, he was like the uh, the head of the mall or something yeah, like that. Yeah. You 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 reverse the roles. So mm-hmm. it's a black guy as the head of the this charity. The charity yeah. and a white guy as the head of security, right? Yeah. And you in or you have Dwayne Rock Johnson as the head of security. <laughs> yeah. You know, or somebody like that. Yeah. And then you have them play almost the exact same roles where the characters that they're playing are this uptight conservative very ultra conservative he doesn't even swear much yeah until he spells he spells yeah. the swear word yeah yeah until and then he he says it in a light word he said you know yes and then you have bernie Mac's character who is like come on man just say the fucking word right but you know, and this guy's a sexual. In the ass. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's a sexual deviant, right? Yeah. And then you, but you have those two characters because those were the fucking greatest characters in Bad Santa. Yeah, they were. the The banter between them was great. And you, and you ruin it. I, you ruin it by having a Charlie Day wannabe. Yeah. And whoever the fucking retard was that played the. The husband. The husband. Yeah, I don't even know. The guy's name was fucking Ryan Hansen. I don't even yeah. think I've seen him in anything. Ryan Hansen. I think his name was Regent. Two Broke Girls. He's a recurring character on Two Broke Girls. He uh, he plays on a web series called Burning Love. Uh, Dick Casablanca's on Veronica Mars, which was fine with me because that's a great name. Oh, he was in Friday the 13th. He got killed. <laughs> and on the star show, Party Down. Um, he's funny, but, I mean, it, not that. And who you was know the, what? Who was the guy that played? Was it Dorfman? The yeah, Jeff Scourin was the um was the security guard. You know what it is? Those two characters were like as if they decided to make Bad Santa into a TV series, right? And these two guys take up the roles of of Mac and Ritter. Yeah, so I mean, he They're was in the Good cheap Shepherd. Cheap fucking throwaway characters that have nothing. There's no there's no zip. There's no zazz. Yeah, he was in Teen Wolf, the TV series. He did the Crawl Show. Which I'm sure he's funny, but not in this. No one was funny in this. This movie was sad. The, you know, Tony Cox's character. Okay? There were some fucking funny moments, though. I mean, every time that Billy Bob Thornton would say something to Tony Cox's character, oh, that whole part, you have to admit that was fucking hilarious. Oh, oh, the whole the whole Negro Land of Oz thing. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. But that was fine for a moment. But then it seemed like every time Tony Cox would come back with something, it was always all, you was motherfucking sick motherfucker. And that's all he kept saying. In the first movie, he actually had something to say. And this one, it just kept being him getting angry. Right. And he just, that's all he was the entire film. You know, and even the look on Billy Bob's except face. Except for the fight. The fight was funny. The fight was funny, but it was it was too short. <laughs> Pardon the pun. And it, Come on, it, Tony Cox getting swung around while he's choking out yeah. fucking uh I know it reminded Billy Bob me. Thornton. It reminded me of uh like Ted. Yeah. When uh when Mark Wahlberg was fighting Ted in the hotel room. <laughs> but it, it just it was too short, you know, and it just everything in this movie like if it started, if it gave like a promise, like there's this, it shows promise that something good's gonna happen. Right. Then all of a sudden it doesn't. It fizzles every fucking time. Yeah. 
you know? Well, the Christina Hendricks character. She was a complete waste. Yeah, you know, she's sitting in, in the car and they're talking and she's like, yeah, you know, I had to join Alcoholics Anonymous because, you know, I was a, I was, I was just not a good person, yeah. right? And then he starts in on this whole fucking banter and, you know, the whole sex talk and, you know, oh yeah, well, threesomes and foursomes and fivesomes and blah, blah, blah. And then she kicks him out and then she comes back around and is like, get in the car. Yeah. Like, that would have been, the scene would have been even fucking funnier if she followed him into a bar yeah. and then she t- took a slug of, she drank something yeah. and didn't realize it was alcohol. Yeah. You know, and then she's, she's still talking to him and then, you know, she's like, yeah, I'm an ex-alcoholic, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you just drank a rum and Coke, right? Yeah. And, of course, the Hollywood situation would have been, oh, she just drank a rum and Coke, now she's going to get dirty. Yeah. Where she, instead of that, she just keeps on, she... she I'm fucking this whole thing up. What what should have happened was is that they should have been at a bar. Yeah. Or at some sort of diner. Yeah. And, you know, she she does something to turn her inner wild person loose. Yeah. And that's basically that's what this whole movie is saying about her is that the reason why she stopped drinking is because she was completely out of control, right? Yeah. But not because she was an alcoholic. And and he's saying that that's basically okay. They're saying it's okay. Okay. Yeah. They're saying that okay. <laughs> okay. To be completely fucking wild and free as long as you're drinking. Yeah. You see no, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, it's okay. Her 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 character was useless. Was completely retarded, okay? I look, I I can't believe this character. The reason why is this. She says that her and her husband haven't had sex in 10 years. Right. Someone who looks like she looks like <coughs> would be getting hit on all the fucking time. Getting hit on and, and having sex with your husband has nothing to do uh, with each other. Let me get to it. If you're being constantly neglected for a fucking decade, looking the way that you look, looking the way she looks, and there's always men... Sorry, I'm, I'm not playing devil's and advocate. she's never tempted? Sorry. She's never there tempted. There are some people just that, that just doesn't happen to. I don't buy it. Okay. I, I just, I don't buy There it. are some people that just, dude, not everybody is going to fuck at the drop of a hat just because you think they are. I don't mean the Just because they're getting hit on. Fuck at the drop of the hat. I'm saying that 10 fucking years goes by and she knows that her husband's a cheating piece of shit and she still doesn't do anything. Did she say that her husband was a cheating piece of shit? She kind of hinted at it. You know, like she, she's noticed that. You know, I don't remember her saying that. But, like, you know, spending extra time with the, his right, secretary and shit. She, I mean, she was obviously annoyed about it, but the fact is, is that, again, there are some people that are just like that. They're too, com- they're, it's a marriage of convenience and you know, there's like there's a contract. Yeah, you can't do this. You can't do that. Like blah, a morals clause. Yeah, you know. So well, you know, who knows? Who knows what the whole? And in in a sense, you're kind of right. But again, there are some people that just okay, are fine. Like that. A decade of not getting any dick, and then all of a sudden, Billy Bob Thornton, yeah, okay, alcoholic, drunk, so much better argument breaks through. So much better argument. He broke through. Yeah, and he didn't even get her drunk. Yeah. And he broke through. Right. No. He just started talking to her about her pussy and everything yeah. else. He broke through her psychological hymen. Right. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I, I no. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, breaking through yourself. Look, I could see maybe, and then I look, and then they had the the the, the security guard chick who apparently has an old white guy fetish. Because you notice when she was looking at profiles, yeah, all the like hottie guys, she kept right like, swiping. Ew, no. Yeah, you know, and left then, swiping or whatever. Yeah, and then all, every time it showed like a scraggly looking white dude, like, like a homeless f- guy, forties or older. Yeah, she's all, oh god damn, he's hot. Yeah, I like eating rat sandwiches with dog food. Yeah, 
So apparently, if T- Terry Cox and, or Tony Cox had dressed up like uh like uh fucking <laughs> like Billy Bob, then yeah. he would have got that action. Maybe. But yeah, I and then the whole you know take me out to dinner and I'm not talking you know I'm a champagne type of girl yeah and lobster you know Chrysler Chrysler take me out in the Chrysler 300 and and then we'll see and you know she she tags him along you know oh well you know the truth of the matter is that you, it's because you're short you know but the lobster was good like bitch <laughs> I, I was waiting for her to break her knee or something I kept waiting for karma and I guess the only karma was her getting banged in the ass which she enjoyed in the bathroom by Billy Bob well I I don't know. That's a lot of bees. Backdoor Billy Bob bathroom. <laughs> anyway, huh. you can turn that into a song. Probably. Back. All right. So, <laughs> and Kathy Bates, man. Kathy Bates, to me, for this whole movie, it was like, who could we throw in who's such a wholesome actress who, even though she's done a few risque roles, let, who who is it who's an Oscar winner and she's well respected in the Hollywood community? Who could we bring in and just defile her on this on you know on screen, right? Oh, who's gonna be shocking? Oh, let's bring Kathy Bates in and have her say fuck a bunch of times and yeah, shit because that, that's not shocking, especially after watching Wag the Dog or you know whatever other that political movie that she played, yeah. uh, the fucking ruthless people person, PR person, whatever she was. Yeah, it was a. Uh, they could have been Primary Colors. Yeah, pri- exactly, Primary Colors. Yeah. Where, you know, she's trying to get Travolta yeah. fucking, and, and every other word out of her mouth was F. Yep, no, you know. Or about Schmidt, where she's naked and gets in the spa yeah. with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, so, you know, let's let's get a let's get a wholesome, trustworthy lady that, you know, we've never seen naked or heard the F word from before. Good one, Joe. Yeah, but, but, you usually don't see her that way. And in this movie, they're like, oh, we're going to have Kathy Bates just cuss up a storm constantly. Yeah, you never see her that way, cussing. Not usually. Not usually. Motherfucker, I said not usually. Uh-huh. Okay? And the, the whole movie was just her saying fuck. That was it. You're really going gonna to go through her filmography, huh? All right, we can go through her filmography. Okay, in Misery, she never cussed. She said duty a bunch she of times. She said D- dirty birdie and stuff like that. But that that's a... Yeah. She was great in Misery. Oh, yeah. Fucking A she was. She won the Oscar for it. Um, oh, yeah. oh, she was in Dick Tracy. Huh. Um, Yeah, she played a secretary or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Forgot about that. Uh, come back to the five and dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. She's been in a lot of fucking movies. Oh yeah, she was she was on All My Children. Holy shit! Ah, uh, she was on it right before I started watching. I watched All My Children, I think, for about a decade. Yeah, she started in movies was uh, the Milos Forman comedy Taking Off, Straight Time, The Doctors, All My Children, One Life to Live. Dick Tracy, Morning After, Summer Heat. Yeah, then after that, after Misery, that's when she started getting all the big roles like Fried Green Tomatoes, stuff like that. Yeah. Dolores Claiborne, of course, that was a great role. I think she was nominated for an Oscar for that, too. Yep. A Titanic. She played the unsinkable Molly Brown. Yeah, Primary Colors. She played a lesbian when it was still risque to be a lesbian in a movie. About Schmidt. And then About Schmidt. Failure to Launch, The Stand. She's been in three Stephen King movies. Yeah. Uh, the light shift. This is she was great in that. Uh, Annie, Warm Springs, Ambulance Girl, Six Foot Under. She was married to Terry Bradshaw in a movie. Third Rock from the Sun. She's. I mean, you name the TV show, she's been on it. Yeah, and then uh, much. her show, her short-lived show, Harry's Law. She was really good in that. Yeah, I actually like that. But for some reason, it didn't last for very long. Um, because there was no real direction. Well, you it's know, another fucking lawyer show. And you know what I noticed about NBC is that 
even when a show gets good ratings, if it doesn't get ratings that they expect it to get, they cancel it. Right. Dude, did you fart? Yeah, I did. Holy fuck, dude. Is I it thought it was feet. It was probably your feet. It wouldn't go away. If my foot was up your ass, that'd be that smell. Smell nothing. Ugh, of course you don't, because you already wafted it over here. No, I didn't. And it's waft. Sue, it's your fault. It's not. It came from you, so and then it came out of him, so <laughs> <laughs> it's in, inadvertent, but it's still totally your fault. <laughs> oh, God, you stinky. All right, there you go. I think in my sh- I breathed enough through my, my sweater that we're good. Okay. I hope it's still there. Do you know I get offended by people's farting around me now? Do you know why? No. I take it differently. I, 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 I come to this realization. When you smell something, you're breathing in, you're absorbing the particles of what it is you're smelling. Okay. Yeah, no shit. So that means, no, no, real shit, because when you fart and I smell it, your ass particles are going into my body. Okay. They're going through my circulatory system, and I don't fucking appreciate it. Okay. So you remember that shit next time you fart. No. Don't fart. <laughs> Guess what's going to happen? <laughs> You're going to fart? I'm going to fucking double up on it. <laughs> All right. So that's why I get offended at farts, because I get deep with that shit. I don't, I don't get offended and, at farts. I think they're fucking hilarious. Oh, they are hilarious until I smell them. <laughs> then when I smell them, I'm... I'm that's why I crop dust at work, <laughs> and I try to do it by kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. One time I had a no shame fart out loud at work. I was in the locker room and cha- I was a no shame fart. Yeah, I just I was in the middle of talking and one just went came out and just went <laughs> and just kept talking. And I went, "There you go." <laughs> so, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> yeah, so anyway. or Raiders or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I look what, whatever bandwagon team you're on this week. I'm not going to brag about the Raiders because I, I noticed that a lot of my my quote unquote Raider fan friends on Facebook are all, oh, it's going to be them and the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I'm like, dude, it, you're, at the time it was ten games in. I'm like, you're really you're jinxing shit by even saying that. The other thing is, is that the Super Bowl runs through Foxborough. Yeah, it's going to. So <laughs> it has for the past almost 16 years. And I look. <laughs> Till the Raiders go through fucking Foxborough, I I don't I I'm saying I'm not seeing shit. Okay, I'm used to disappointment. Hey man, they are what nine and two. Nine and two. They their first have, winning season in a very long time since their Super Bowl year. They are number one in the AFC West. Yeah. They are the second best team in the AFC West. That's <laughs> true. It, they're, they're, look, <laughs> I will quote. It was a Jim Miller. Mm-hmm. It was either Jim Miller, Pat Kerwin, or, or uh, Leckis, Bill Leckis. It's the Patriots and everybody else. It doesn't matter. You said they're the second best in the AFC West. Uh, I'm sorry, the second best in the AFC. Okay, it's the Patriots and everything, everyone else. I was gonna say, oh well, yeah, I'm, I am worried about the Chiefs. No, I'm not worried about the Chiefs, although they were pretty impressive uh-huh. in their win against Denver. That doesn't mean anything. It means that Denver fucking gave up the ghost. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The Raiders managed to hold off the Panthers in winning, which means that they kept their lead. Yeah, which is good. Although, you know, everyone's defense needs some help, especially the Patriots. Uh-huh. But I'm a Patriots. Did guy. you have a burp stuck in the back of your throat? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I hate it, it just when it changes your voice. It's it's kind of like when you're if you talk too much and you have like a hiccup burp. Yeah. type of thing, and it gets stuck there. Mm-hmm. So, here's my rankings: Patriots, Raiders. And then everybody else. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the Cowboys? The Cowboys are pretty impressive. I hope they lose the rest of their games. <laughs> I'm not a Cowboys fan. I've, I I stopped being a Cowboys fan when they fired Tom Landry. Okay. That's a very, that's a very long time ago. Yeah. So right when Jimmy Johnson and then, and then 
I I respect Jimmy Johnson. Yep. He did a great job with that team. Yeah, and then they John Gruden him. Yep, and fucking Jerry Jones got rid of him and replaced him with a whole bunch of shitty fucking, you know. Yep, Switzer. Uh, yeah, they Barry Switzered him. Mm-hmm. And now they got Jason Garrett. And I don't give credit to Jason Garrett at all. Jason Garrett is not the person that put this team on the field. Jason Garrett is just a fucking figurehead. Mm. They have a they have a, an assistant or no a, a co head coach or some shit like that. Uh-huh. Anyways, they have the 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 assistant head coach and the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinators are the guys that are putting that shit together each and every week. Yeah, because if Jason Garrett were this good with the teams that he's had in the last however long he's been there, seven eight years, yeah, you think they'd have a winning season? And then they have two guys. Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, and all of a sudden they're fucking ten and one, and that's all Jason Garrett. No, it's not. It's because of it's because of the offensive and defensive coordinators and the quarterbacks coach that they had, which are all not hired by Jason Garrett. So apparently Garrett's still there because he plays the right kind of ball with Jones. Apparently, but Jerry Jones is not even involved much anymore. Jerry Jones's son, a season ago or two, mm-hmm. said you need to step away from the team. Because you're making bad decisions, you're fucking Al Davising the team, <laughs> and and they forcefully. His son had the balls to say that to him. Huh? His, well, it's his son. His and you know he, he's he's still there. You're out of the wheel. But basically, you gotta you gotta step aside because you're fucking this up. Let us do this and get you a winning team. Yeah, and that's pretty much what has happened. Now, the only team that has a greater than two game lead in all of football is the Patriots. Yeah. In their division, the 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 Cowboys only have a two game lead. Yeah, the uh, the Raiders have a one game lead. Yeah, let's see. Then you have I could give a fuck less about the rest of the teams. Ravens, <laughs> Texans, Browns are what zero and twelve or zero and twelve. Yeah, and I'm I I have a feeling. I have a feeling they're going to be the first one. No, there is already a team. I thought there was there there's never been a team that they like. Like I think the like Chargers a few years ago got no. close and then they finally won like the last game of the season or something. No, the Ina- Indianapolis Colts. They went winless. Yeah, there is a team. It was a, I think it was one year. I think it was the year that the fucking Patriots won all their games. Okay. And then we had a team that went sixteen and zero and a team that went zero and sixteen. It was the only time in history of football that happened. But it, I may be a year off. But uh, the way that everything is shaking out, the way that I see the playoffs running is. It, I, I honestly believe it's going to be Oakland and New England uh, in the AFC Championship. Uh-huh. I could tell you, I couldn't tell you who's going to be in the NFC Championship, but huh. the weird thing is, is that Detroit could be there. Yeah. So it could be. Get this. This is how it could shake out. It could be a Detroit Lions Oakland Raiders Super Bowl. That would be cool. That would be cool. I, I would like to see that. So yeah, Indianapolis Colts, zero and sixteen in two thousand four or five. Yeah, um, according to Googly, Googly Moogly, four teams since nineteen forty four have gone winless. Uh, the nineteen sixty Dallas Cowboys, they went zero eleven and one. Yep. Uh, the seventy six Buccaneers went zero and fourteen. Yep. Is that their expansion year? The first year? I believe so. Uh, the eighty two Baltimore Colts went zero eight and one. Right. Was that a strike shortened season? That was a strike shortened season. Okay. And 2008 Lions went 0 16. Yep. Okay. So there has been, it has happened. I, I I didn't know that it ever happened, but okay. Yeah. And 2000, was it 2008? 2008 was the, the, the Lions were, yeah, 2008. Yeah. So, anyways, that's how it could shake out, yeah. literally. 
fucking Raiders, or you know, it could be Kansas City and goddamn Detroit. Yeah, I mean, look, the Raiders are only a game ahead, so and they've lost already a game to Kansas City, so they technically, I mean, they, they're one loss away from losing the division. Well, yeah, technically. I mean, they won, but I, I don't, I don't foresee Kansas City catching Oakland. Oh well, yeah, I mean, look, they've only got four. What Raiders got five games left, so because they're nine and two, or are they ten and two? They're nine and two or ten and two? Yeah, because it's eleven. Yeah, they're nine and two. Yeah. So yeah, it's their first um, winning season. So in in since the Super Bowl that they went to. Uh, oh yeah, I look. I, I as a as a Raiders fan who I'm very loosely a fan now. Like I try to watch a game here and there. Try to re- remember to record it. You know, I'm I'm on I'm on the wagon. Okay. I just not fully on the wagon because here's the rest of the schedule for the Raiders. They play Buffalo. Yeah. And then they play Kansas City again. Shit. And then San Diego, mm-hmm. Indianapolis, and Denver. So they have two divisional games coming up in the last month. They have three. Two. They have the Chargers, too. Yep. Chargers. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Three divisional games. Yeah. Broncos, Chargers, and Chiefs. Oh, my. They don't have to worry about the Chargers. Well, yeah, but sometimes the Chargers have something to prove. You know. They still suck. Yeah. But how but are the Colts? I don't care. <laughs> Does it matter? Colts aren't a contender this year? No. Five and six, dude. Yeah. Well, uh, they're um. Let's see. All right. So I want I want Oakland to beat Buffalo. That would be nice. I think my prediction is the Raiders going to go finish the season twelve and four. Okay. I don't buy that, but okay. I think that um, here's what here's what the Patriots have left. What the Rams, the Ravens, the Broncos, hmm. the Jets, and Miami. That Jets one might be difficult. They just beat the Jets. I know, but barely. The Jets were fucking spanking that ass for most no, of the game. they weren't. Did you watch the fucking game? I watched the highlights. Yeah, they weren't spanking that ass. <laughs> they, were, they were nowhere close to, quote unquote, spanking that ass. They were ass. holding the fucking Patriots down in points. Their defense was holding them down. Their offense couldn't do shit. Well, the Patriots got good defense. The Jets don't. The Jets are three and seven. I know the Jets are horrible. I know. I know the Jets are horrible. So, the the mediocre fucking New England Patriots defense, the, who held them to what twelve points, seven. You know, whatever what I'm trying to say was. is they match up 17. with each other well. No, they don't. You don't get it. The Jets aren't a seventeen point team. They they barely scored seventeen points, and the fucking New England Patriots drove down to the three yard line, and then they made. <laughs> fucking Tom Brady tried to sneak it in yeah. from the three yard line with forty two seconds left in the game. So they, if they would have scored, it would have been a twenty nine to seventeen game. They were right there about to score. They didn't even take the field goal. They just let the fucking clock run out. Yeah. Well, I, it just looked like. Eh. So the highlights, the highlights only showed you what they wanted you to see about how the fucking Jets were playing real well, but the game. Was nowhere near what the highlights were, and that's not a biased opinion. That is not a biased opinion. Right. I list. I was listening to the NFL radio, and they're like, "Yeah, this this fucking game is awful," <laughs> and it's a surprise because the Jets were up ten to three, and they're like, "I don't know how they got up ten to three because they can't fucking score." <laughs> and then I was reading the, the the tweets, and it's like, "How the fuck is this? What the fuck is going on here?" You know, good job, guys. Yeah. So so the the score was not really relative to the actual play of the game. No, I mean Brady was Brady was thirty of fifty for two hundred eighty six yards and two touchdowns. He threw fifty fucking passes. Uh-huh. Did they have a running game? Nope. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick was twenty two of thirty two for two hundred sixty nine yards. 
and two touchdowns. How Ryan Fitzpatrick has a 115 quarterback rating when Brady has an 89? Because Brady missed four games. No, that has nothing to do with it. This is individual. This is not a fucking overall quarterback rating. Okay. This is a score. Oh, it may be because he was uh he was three three completions for negative four yards rushing. No. His longest was negative one yard. All right. Anyways, bad, back to Bad Santa too. <laughs> oh, back to the shitty movie. Hey. Yeah, well, we got we got off on a good con- tangent. Look. Con- tangent. There's a reason a why the initials for Bad Santa are BS. Yeah. Okay. More. Because it's, yeah, it's times two. Yeah. All right. This movie fucking sucks. Uh, I think I gave this movie a 1.5 out of 10. Oh, really? Yeah. What did, what did Rotten Tomatoes score this movie? It gave it a 25%. Really? Yes. What did we give it? If I had to guess, I would say a 50. Really? I would say I gave it a 50. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. What did I give it? You gave it a 35. I so, win. So Mike, week. Mike wins this poll this week. He gets a he gets some uh, free uh, plastic thrown at him. There you go. <gasps> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, 25%. Yeah, we got to finish off the year of our Rotten Tomatoes thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can do that right after we get off, Mike. Sure. After we get off, Mike. Okay. All right. That? That's a lot of fucking movies. All right. So, yeah, Bad Santa 2, what would you give it? Are you there with me? Or would you give it? Yeah. You, would you give Dude, it? this is not Independence Day bad. Yeah, no. no. It, it, but it's not. It's But it's still disappointing, sad it's bad. It's not hell or high water good either. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's sad bad. It's Yeah, this is. This is. Is that what I. If I were to give it, you know, my yeah. initial rating, which is two, it'd be two and a half. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm also taking into account the fact that you know expectations after such a good good original film. Right, but uh, this movie know, just feels lazy to me. Since we're doing out of 100, my my prediction was two and a half or 25, which Yours is just like three and a half. <laughs> if you do a 35, I'm sorry, 35. But uh, honestly, no, this is not even. I give it a 1.5. I'll, I'll stick with what you just said. 1.5. Go fuck just, yourself, Billy Bob. Yeah, it just felt, you look like an anemic whore. It felt lazy. It it felt. Billy Bob looked like a fuck. He he looked terrible in that movie. I mean, he and and when somebody said, you know, when is when Kathy Bates said, "You look fucking awful." You know, what are you doing, selling your blood for money? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. He's like, okay. So you know, he, he looks like he's actually playing the part of the bad Santa character, which yeah. is this fucking alcoholic that is selling his blood for money, just th- rail thin. Yeah. You know, look, I, I've seen Billy Bob in in a lot of good roles, man, and he, look, he just in this movie, it was like I could tell he 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 cares he cared about his character a little bit that he wanted to be there, but at the same time, it was like I don't think he was buying into the movie's bullshit, you know, the way he was acting. That's what it seemed like, you know. I, I just look, I mean. I've seen him in some great fucking roles. I've seen him in U-Turn. You remember when he played the shitty car mechanic? Uh-huh. That was fucking with Sean Penn the whole movie? Right. He was great in that. He was great in Armageddon. Okay? He was great in um, uh, A Simple Plan. Uh-huh. As uh, Bill Paxton's brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Monster's Ball, when he's banging the shit out of uh, Halle Berry for like 10 minutes on screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was good. He was really good in Monster's Ball. Mm-hmm. And he made her feel good. That's what she says in the line. Right. It's a line. Come on, don't roll your fucking eyes at me. I roll my eyes because all you do is focus on the bullshit. She said, make me feel good. All you do is focus on that. 
Every fucking podcast, we all you do is if if something about sex comes up, you have to hey, focus on it. He gave her the monster's ball, so, baby. So I roll my eyes because all that's going to come out of your mouth is stupid <laughs> puns. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, all right. but yeah, I mean, look, and he uh, even played a um like a a a. a why are you giving a more her, competent uh, version of of his bad Santa character in the Ice Harvest? Okay, we he get a it. Asshole in it. So he's he's. What's a, your fucking point? My fucking point is he's a committed actor who's really fucking good. But in this fucking movie, no, 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 no. It was like half there, half there. It was half in, half out. Does that make sense? No. Well, go fuck yourself. All right. So the next movie that we will it probably was a fucking awful movie. What are we gonna see next? I don't know. I don't even know what's coming out. I think the that Christmas party, the office no, party. No, that, that, that's that's next. Da 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 da. That's the next one. Da da da. And then after that one would be Rogue, Rogue One. one. <laughs> um, oh yeah. All right, giggity giggity goo. Uh, incarnate. Okay. <laughs> Is that In, it? Incarnate comes out this week. Uh, anonymous. Incarnate. Believe. It's got Shawnee Smith in it. Ooh, I like Shawnee Smith. Uh, the Duelist, The Eyes of My Mother, and A, a Girl the, Like Grace. The Eyes of Laura Mars. Man Down with Shia LaBeouf. I, I don't see shit, dude. Allied came out last week, I guess, with Brad Armpit. Okay. Um, Hacksaw. You know what? I'm gonna I don't throw really want to fucking see Hacksaw Ridge. I want to throw this out there. I've had three coworkers tell me that Hacksaw Ridge is fucking amazing. I, I, I'd rather see Allied. Really? Yeah. It looks like the, the, the Russian the Russia house with Michelle Pfeiffer and fucking Sean Connery. Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, Pfeiffer. You know uh, what? We'll do a toss up, man. We'll do we'll do we'll, we'll, we'll do a toss off. We'll we'll figure it out. Will it be Allied or Hacksaw Ridge or whatever the fuck? I don't know. All right, so we'll figure it out. You will know next time on a couple of average Joe's movie reviews. Bad Santa Two Edition. I'm Joe Spiegel. Mike Sullivan. Bye. Bye. Good show! Jolly good show indeed! Hakuna Matata, bitches! Please share the podcast. The more people that listen, the better off we are. Thanks again. For more great podcasts and my movie reviews, don't forget to visit www.acoupleofaveragejoes.com. This is the end. This is the end. Finito! The end, I tell you! We're all going to... Go fuck yourself.